Enjoy the show. Play on my tanger. If they ask you if you're a god, Ray, you say yes! Rebel without a cause, and he's not going flat. <laughs> oh, Rebel without a cause. Great. That's how the boys <laughs> unlock owner Amazon. Captain 100% Skyrim. See you in 10 years. That is an algae-powered computer that probably can't run Crisis. It's at a foreign, it's obviously at a foreign restaurant is where they tried this out. I'm here for the algae and breadsticks. <laughs> We're going live. Hit the multi-stream tab on the chat box because this is none other than the 314th Purgehangers and Wallhangers Media Network. And of course, the only podcast to make Tuesday look so good. The Triforce Podcast, of course, I am very loudly your host, the Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man. To my left is one Christopher Bristow, the old man. In our Purgehanger box, we have a very selective and special guest set. We have Amy Note, nickname needed, as well as one hour, Iron Kelly, Kelly Collins. And Kelly, you just so happened to go, what is it, going on four years now and never mentioned that you had an acting friend. You probably mentioned it. Yeah, I actually, uh, well, you moved to California for a while, didn't you, Dennis? I did, yeah. I was there for four years. I came yeah. back about a year ago. I'm pretty Sorry, sure that's when he said, fuck that guy, right? You heard him say that. <laughs> no, I, so I met I Dennis. trying to get away. <laughs> I met Dennis because I used to play, play hockey, and he would ref, and then I became a ref, and he was my boss as a ref. He taught me, and then I got tired of, uh, like, refing all my friends, and they just kind of turned into assholes. They didn't realize how big of an asshole you could be towards a ref until I started doing the same thing to Dennis when I would play, and Dennis would, me and Dennis would go at it, and I'd bitch. And Anybody else see the giant fucking metaphor there? <laughs> uh, no? Okay. By myself. I wouldn't call your, call myself your boss at the time. I was just... Uh, you were the head ref at the time. All right, oh, fair enough. <laughs> but no, he... Uh, yeah, it was It's just funny that, like, goes full circle, you know? Like, I played a little bit, then I refed a little bit, then I played some more... And then I, then he refed me, and I would yell at him. He would yell back. It was just, it was great. <laughs> you know what's great about this? Every he right, single, though. he's oh, he was right. I'm, I'm, I usually just complain just because I get pissed. Every every play. single person in this podcast knows who the fuck he is, besides the people watching the podcast, because Kelly didn't introduce him. Yeah. Dennis, how do you say your last name? Jante. Jante. Thought so, but Kelly will tell you. I have a superpower of <laughs> murdering pronunciations. Hooked on phonics was not good for him. Phonics. <laughs> so if you go into the back yeah. catalog of any Japanese or or Chinese oh, pronunciation. I it try. It's right over out there. Look, butchery. you see oh, this? So funny. This it's is so called funny. a disclaimer. I try. I put it in the <laughs> fucking name. I don't know how more <laughs> visible I can make it. Try. But we also try to start off this podcast the same way with tonight. Another man's trash is this podcast treasure. Everyone loves Homelander, algae-powered computer, and so much more on the Triforce podcast. So we start off with you, Dennis, is that you wrote, produced, and co-led acted in this film, Another Man's Trash. 
And I hear uh, it's good. It's a lighthearted comedy about a celebrity chef term homeless man. So you wrote this about a fantasy version of Kelly. <laughs> sure. I don't know where he's at in his life now, but yeah, a little bit of inspiration. He's well, about, to get kicked, um, about to get kicked that's out. That's like multiversal Kelly, like 4879, but it's, you know, it's there. There's a Kelly who's that guy. That's what I, mean, I learned from Dr. Strange. Like 15 years ago when I was a chef working, you know, before I became a salary chef, yes, I was making like shit money and I would barely afford anything. Yes. But then became an actual chef, made some money and then yeah. got out of that because then you don't make money again. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. So it, I'm not there anymore, but I still cook. I still. Uh, but you're in a better so. place over uh, here where yes. we try. So. Yep. My first question for you is, obviously, this is a sensitive subject for a lot of people, especially in this time. 2020 was a fucking ass kicker. A lot of people got in a lot of dark places, and lighthearted comedies typically can lend a light to a serious subject but still raise awareness to it. And I like how you guys are doing this with the time and with Phil Abundance and actually helping. I was checking out your site, and you actually show, and you list out, well, how does your donation help? Well, they are doing this, and you have a clear set list of how you're not only helping making this be made, you're also just, you're just making everybody else's life a little bit better. And I can't think of one thing other than our motto or mantra rather of building everybody else up. And that's what we do as Pajangers. And this is just right along the lines and you are a Pajanger. So I couldn't think of why not have you on. So well, I appreciate that. Where do we start? No, you, on this? you nailed it. You nailed it right on the head. Um, this is, is a really relevant topic today. Now I originally wrote the story seven years ago and it kind of just sat, um, as a lot of scripts do. And then um, COVID hit and the industry was kind of just at a standstill. Auditions weren't happening because no nothing was shooting. So my friend and I, John, who um, I went to Playhouse West with, it's a Philadelphia acting school. Um, we were talking one day about what we can do to um, just keep proactive. And I said, well, there's a script that's just sitting there. Like, why don't we revisit it? And then we really dove into it for the the last seven months, um, he actually came on board and, and is now a co-writer because we changed quite a bit of it. Um, and he's the other co-lead starring opposite me. Um, it just kind of kept growing and growing with the good cause. It was kind of an easy pitch. Um, it, it is a comedy, but we want to tell the story, like you said, about a serious topic. But let's do it in a way where it's not cliche, where all the homeless people are on drugs mm-hmm. and they're alcoholics and they're a nuisance like this is just a guy that i play um that is just quite honestly down on his luck um as a lot of homeless people are they just it happens really fast they just lost their passion their desire before you know it they just they're you know you'd be fascinated to talk to just some of them and there was some inspiration there's a youtube page called um invisible people and it's by a guy who used to be homeless and he went around um, and we just talk to them every day and get their story. And it was really um, kind of inspiring. So um, once we got Phil Abundance involved as a beneficiary, well, then it kind of puts a name to it. You can really start to synergize with a, a film and then also helping people because we always wanted to give back somehow. We, 
a lot of people will give to charities, but not really know where it goes or how to do this and that. And um, Phil Abundance is, is, is well known in this area. So everybody oh, yeah. can, can associate and we know exactly who it's going to help. Um, so we're just really excited. Um, we're actually shooting Monday, this upcoming Monday through Friday. So my, my uh, nerves are getting to me. It's been a lot of work the last seven months. First time producing. Okay. Um, it's it's been nuts, but uh, but yeah, they can go to anybody can go to anothermanstrashfilm.com, dot com, mm-hmm. and there's there's a little story, there's a pitch video, just like that. Thank you. Um, there's a donate button, and we actually have an angel investor who's willing to donate and match up to five thousand dollars. Oh wow! So every it doesn't matter if it's a dollar, if it's a hundred, a thousand, he'll match it. Um, Oh, no. So that'll I'm, go I'm, straight towards post production, editing, all kinds of stuff. So we're really thankful. Like, a lot uh, of oh, people yeah, are just no, willing man. to help. We love it. Look, coming from a guy who edits two podcasts a fucking week for the past <laughs> three goddamn years, I know the car podcast the, is easy. I know the fucking you say edit this out like it's a goddamn word with e. It is. You just like it's a wish it's, from a genie. It's done. <laughs> Magic wand. <laughs> and yeah, then people, this is gone. people really don't know how how much like is a that is a post-production big struggle. Post-production. It Kelly, doesn't matter if know. it's videos, pictures. Like I did the, when I had my video and photography business. It was like you go to a wedding and it's like people are like, oh, it's only like you're at a wedding for ten hours. It's like yeah, ten hours at the wedding and then about two weeks of editing. Like, yeah. You're reliving that's that. Why, same that's experience. why it costs so much to get wedding pictures and wedding videos. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's also the difference of editing this podcast. I jokingly bitch about it, but I also get to relive a great moment with my friends every single fucking week. You know, from doing the editing to the promotions and all that. So having multiple hats in the field is always. It's been. I've always worn multiple hats. How is it? for you do you cope well with do you find it easier with you know what if i just write it and pr- producing is new to you but is that a thing that is so like what this is just going to make it easier what he's trying to say is no. you wear many hats do you find yourself saying you saying to yourself if i just do it myself i know it will get done there you go yes Yes, that is true. No <laughs> one's going to love something that you've created more than yourself. So Correct. with that said, it's I hard to done this without that. my team, though, because right. everyone has their own mm-hmm. um, skill set and and uh, working on a different level of, of production. Right. So mm-hmm. someone I, I've dipped in every bit of it, but somebody can handle locations, calling um catering for example i mean you got to keep people fed and happy that's one of the big ones oh and, we got um, somebody for you yeah. <laughs> oh man so, don't worry there's an ad yeah crew unhappy not fed not a good scenario we oh, should yeah. hook um, them up with him uh yeah, yeah. yeah we'll take it we should hook them up with him kelly we'll send talk, him we'll the, talk about that send them the web page okay yeah. but uh no this has <sighs> been a giant um overwhelming scenario but after this is done, I know that I've accomplished something pretty big, and uh, I'll I'll be better for it. I've learned from it. I've made some mistakes along the way, but uh, next time I do a project like this, I'll I'll, I'll be way more ready. So, um, but yeah, you have to lean on people. I if if I went back, I probably would have not 
produced it because there's there is a level here that i'm coming up to in a few days where i have to focus on just the acting side of it yeah and, oh. and here i am worrying about building an actual cardboard first box home off, for the last three days acting alone um, is a difficulty and it's it's like acting i i would like to think it's like stand-up it's not something somebody can just tell you this is how you got to do it because acting is different to you and how you have to understand yourself and the character that you're getting into. So and that's it's, it's a tiny personal nu- struggle. It's the tiny little nuances you got to pull out of the person too. I mean, unless and, you're a sociopath, I mean, then it would probably, you got to yes. figure out how to incept that that ability out of them as well. A lot of Hollywood people types. I'm not mentioning any trials or anything specifically, but <laughs> some people it comes easy to just act, but for most normal people, it is something that you it's a craft that you have to hone and you know i have your imdb right here you were in house of cards how was uh, that yeah, experience a little bit here and there i was uh part of crew and then i started getting like uh, secret service roles and then um i would audition for that quite a bit you can't uh, report, tell me you didn't feel reporter. badass as a what, secret what you can't tell me you didn't feel badass being a Secret Service agent. Are you fucking kidding me, bud? Oh, House of Cards? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Cool. I do that just to entertain myself. Yeah. Lincoln, dude, no, buddy's was, going out uh, to the body. God, I miss, I miss that set. That was, a, that was a good time. That was like four years of my life there on that set. But um, there's a lot of credits yeah. that you have here. And that, I mean, Netflix, that just kind of, I don't know, I, I kind of like, I like that about Netflix. You, it's you're not like a Kevin Spacey IMDb, but you had that opportunity. As yeah, well yeah. as you were in um, Unbreakable as an extra, right? As an extra, that was like the first thing I ever did. That guy, that was like ten years ago. I remember that casting call. That's why that stuck out to me. Because my aunt was like, "Oh, you want to be an actor here?" And it was like Unbreakable, and I was like, "I'll never get that." Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Uh, yeah. See what can I've happen? Been, I've been on a lot of sets, but but then I did a film called What Death Leaves Behind, which was like my first feature film. Yes. And uh, that was actually shot locally in Philadelphia. It ended uh, up in Sundance Film Festival, so it it uh, did quite well. I remember awesome. when that came out. That's I great. remember because I, 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 you know, I follow you on, we're friends on Facebook, and I remember when you were putting that out. I remember watching that. Nice. Thank you. It was good. good. I mean, Thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, there's but definitely... Now, um, a fandom in and of itself of just those Sundance and those indie films. And Mm -hmm. it's that kind of feel that I really like about just looking at this is that I want to investigate and watch your movies because I want to actually see like another man's trash. I'm fucking donating. I'm definitely watching that shit because it's a comedy. Big brother and myself uh, are big comedy fans. Didn't you say John O'Hurley's in it too? Elaine's Seinfeld fans. John O'Hurley's on board. I was telling so, my coworkers he, that you were going to be on, and I was like, oh, he's in another man's trash, but you know who has on there? Elaine's boss. They're like, really? I got to watch that shit. That You have Peterman. that star power in it. Peter, you know, yeah, well, he was the first name. I, he was the first name that we got on board. Luckily, he's a friend of our executive producer, so oh. it kind of helps to have ties to that. And then uh, John O'Hurley is actually going to be in a feature film that she's producing and directing. So we had a role that was – perfect for him and it was easy as just calling him up and pitching it and he goes sure i'd love to do it like in his peterman voice it oh. actually sounds a lot like that in real life he's, that was he's probably exactly so satisfying 
Just he's hearing a, that pyramid he, He's voice? a good dude. Yeah, yeah. We had lunch with him down in D.C. about a month ago just to meet him and, and fill him in on everything. So, um, it was, yeah. I mean, he's just a normal six-foot-four dude. He's, he's, uh, he's uh, a genius, though. So he's, he's one guy. of you tall people. Oh, my God. He's, yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> Towers over me. I'm one of them short hobbit five-foot-five people to where <laughs> my neck is hurting right now. Yeah, That's why like everything's a short. Genius. He'll he'll bring so much to this just by his character. Like he plays the bosses. He he's like the uh, there, there's a um, a level of asshole in this movie. So like a uh, pecking order. I'm the homeless man, mm -hmm. and there's the guy that picks on me, and there's his boss who picks on him. Yeah. Vice versa. So uh, John O'Hurley's going to be that um, cocky man of bravado the head honcho uh, he, asshole that's so perfect yeah, for well, him he has a he has a guy above him which they get into a little funny tizzy but like um the whole movie here revolves around food which is how i actually connected with kelly again because yeah. of his background and and um uh, um uh, being a chef so I yours said, truly I, was going to be in the credits but i can't yeah Do sorry, you? you had to go somewhere oh man Stuff kelly like god damn it yeah, he's going away or something. Too too important, big guy. But Kelly, uh, when and when somebody in production asked you to help on a project, it's like that scene in Ghostbusters. You do it. <laughs> if they like, ask you if I'm you're like, a god, Ray, you say yes. Pay for the food. Give me a hundred bucks. <laughs> That's he all was I like, want. Pay my hockey season. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, done deal. <laughs> I, was, I was excited. Really, all these guys know they've had my food too. Like. They know I, I, I can cook. I know yeah. my food. I've been doing it. I've oh, been I've shoveled his meat into my school. mouth, and it's it delicious. Many, 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 many years, you know, yeah. professionally. So I was I was looking forward to that. So. Yeah, that's all good. No, I mean, I'm still going to support. Things work out. I'm still going to support and watch, you know. Yeah. But with John yeah. Hurley involved, there is, that sells the comedic flair to where, man, if you don't win something at Sundance, I'd be fucking surprised just with that <laughs> well, premise. Let's get in first. Yeah. Ah, you got that, man. You got that. You got every, John Hurley. Yeah, yeah, right has its own criteria, like a checklist, if you will. Mm -hmm. you know, some are about the arts. Some are about the music. Some want only named celebrities. Some want diversity. You know, every every different festival, we're trying to hit a box. And I think our film kind of hits all of that because it is about a really good cause and a good topic, has mm -hmm. some names in it. So I think we're going to be doing hopefully quite well here getting into these. So That's I, I'm excited right. for you. For for you and for this movie, and I want everything to to go well with you. My question for you is now that Thank you're you. at this moment, can you name a point of every movie and, and set that you've been on oh God. And, and how that brought you here? Like, like what a motion point. Like, like you that, your you're talking about those key moments in time that you like can't change. The reason why you went there and you're glad... The reason why this happened, you're glad that happened. What like, key moments happened to you, I guess? Why are you here and not there? Yes. Why am Explain I here? Um, <laughs> I don't know how, if I have a good answer for that. I mean, I've been on a lot of sets, but for different reasons. Um, the, what was the, the most art of The art of acting itself is why I'm here, because I want to tell stories, and I don't want to be Dennis all the time. And I just got – I have this – I have this need to kind of um, – I just tell stories if that sounds cliche but it's true i don't i don't want to um i don't know i just have a lot to to give inside i've lived quite a 
bit of experience in my life. I mean, I'm 41 now and I, I've kind of been through a lot in different scenarios and I, I think I can pick from all of that and bring it out into other characters and I, I hopefully do them well, but mm. I've never played obviously a homeless man and I want to do that justice, even if it's slapstick in some moments and kind of, I never want to poke fun, mm. but there's an opportunity here to still tell this serious subject and making people laugh yeah. about it. And it's okay. Um, because sometimes, like you said, in the very beginning, that's, that's a way to actually get a, an audience's attention because mm -hmm. nobody wants to sit there and cry for 30 minutes and be like, Oh, this is a documentary. That, that's not the route we're going here. So I'm also excited because it, it's, um, it shows the diversity of like of things. So like people view, like, I think a majority of people see homeless, they view them as a certain way, dirty, bad people. And this will show that there's, it's not always what it seems. Mm. You know, it's not always, this is a dirty person that, you know, fucked up. It's like, like you said, down on his luck that made a mistake. And uh -huh. you could go, you could probably go, like, I know I have, I'm a very social person. I'll talk to anyone, anyone mm -hmm. and everyone. My wife hates it. Yeah. Um, I could go, Especially I, I bet you I could hurry. go up to a homeless person, talk to him. Maybe She's not in Kensington, right but somewhere else. <laughs> and because um, the Kensington one, they they won't be able to function. But the other one, I'll talk to. Yeah, you know, I'm just kidding. But most of them, I'll talk to, and they probably have, would have a good conversation with them. You know, like totally. They just <laughs> want to be heard. They just want to be heard. Exactly. Honestly, you know? It shows that it shows that it's not always what it seems. What people perception is can be wrong. That's that's what we want to show. This is a this is a story about redemption on both sides. Both of the main characters go through a redemption arc where they find out in the end that they actually need each other because they realize that their true calling is to help others. You know, on one hand, the other co-lead is tired of working for assholes like he does in the, in the real estate business. And he's in this fancy office. He's not happy. Money doesn't always create success or, or, or happiness, for example. And then here I am as a contrast, I had a taste of all that and then I lost it, but we actually, in the end, we come together because like I said, the, the film is revolves around food. I'm a former celebrity chef and um, he needs someone to cook a meal that night. This all happens within one day, this entire film. It's 30 minutes and it's just morning to night. And um, he asked me to cook this fancy dinner for him. And this is my chance perhaps to get back on my feet. It doesn't quite go as planned, but um, I'll leave that for the rest for the film. But um but yeah, in the end, this is a good story where um, two people in contrasting parts of their lives come together. So that's what we yeah. hope to tell. I love and, that. Uh, I love that I, idea. I have With an awesome charity as well. Yeah. With an awesome charity. We're raising money for Phil Abundance. 10% um, of our proceeds will go straight to them. We've already raised some money online. Um, again, it's anothermanstrashfilm.com. Mm -hmm. And there's a donation button right there. Super easy. It's PayPal. Um, we would be... I mean, so grateful for any contributions. Dude, I'm donating after this podcast because I really believe in this film. I think you're hitting all the right marks with me, not only with comedy and actually having a purpose, but actually just you describing this nice dynamic. We are all about onions around here. I love layers. <laughs> I love layers. And having that in there, it's really impressive that this – It's. I wanted the game as much steam as it can because it's an interesting premise and I want to see it on film on the big screen. Well, you got to come to the uh, premiere. Well, look, 3D would be awesome. 
I mean, I may be stretching. I may be stretching. I'm just just personal preference. But I don't know if it's in the budget. But. <laughs> That's why we gotta See donate. We gotta get you donating, man. We gotta get this shit in 3D. Yeah, we'll do smell a vision yeah. too while we're at it. <laughs> Dude, the 4DX? They got that yeah. out in the expensive land, California, that country. There's yeah. a bunch of countries in this United States that, like Jersey, that's another country. Been there. No. But this is all taking place in Philly. I mean, that's what I love about it. It's central. People in Philly love it when you shoot here. It's like, oh, you're going to shoot all of our, all of this? That's great. My doctor's yeah. office isn't far from there. And a little bit in Delco, too. Ah, so. Yeah, Morton. I saw that. Morton, yeah, yeah. And I'll plug, if you don't mind, because there's been some donations. Like Double Decker, for example, came on board as a, nice. as a good. We so, fucking um, love them. Longtime friend <laughs> with, them on Friday. with Dimitri there. Yeah, so he hooked us up. Um, signs by tomorrow and Morton um, helped uh, a lot of things. They printed out a huge banner for. Us I actually know them. Signs by yeah. tomorrow. They're I mean, one there's of my so customers. many. Like, you, you, you know, producing this again for the first time. I don't think I could have done this in other cities than you know, as opposed to Philadelphia, where I could just walk in, and in three minutes give them a pitch. Can you help me out? And they go, Yeah, absolutely. Like in L.A., I would have been told to just like you know take off or kiss my ass kind of a thing i'm telling you and there's say what you want about philly Mm -hmm. i just don't see i could have gone in like today i went into staples i said here's the idea can i can you guys contribute to the film and maybe print out uh our scripts and absolutely how many do you need and times 30 pages times 20 script i mean you'd be surprised that adds up and that's a cost that now we can that we can um, offload, and here we go. Now we can pass out our scripts to everybody, and everybody just keeps saying, "Yes, I'll help, I'll help," and I, it's been awesome. It's we gotta be. It's gotta love. be. That's it. The city of brotherly brotherly love, and it's because it's so cold and bitter here for so long. <laughs> I mean, when you get the chance to feel nice and feel good, because being nice actually makes you feel good. It yeah. is a, a statistical proven fact. And when you're donating to a film that you're like, oh, no, this is going to be great. This is only going to make you feel better and improve your life. Not to be a salesman, but I am. But it's just that thing that it's an A-plus idea to tie it in. Throw A-plus up there. Let's give him the information to A-plus as well. Pop in that gallery, big brother. A-plusCatering.com. This is the catering we'll talk about. So we'll see if they can hook you up My best friend, his sister, and his, uh, well, (laughs) his partner are involved in a catering company. They just, they do events and live, and they try to think outside the box when it comes to catering. It's where you look at all this, all these delicious delicatessens. And they're right over the bridge. They're right in the country of Jersey. And they serve the tri-state area. <laughs> Amazing food. And they are creating new different kinds of menus and different kinds of uh, things all the time. They are really great people. And I know, especially if you're trying to keep people happy, well, <laughs> happy and fed and in a good state of mind, they're going to be asking you, hey, man, where'd you find these people? <laughs> I mean, I need to know right now. Which that's the kind of response. Yep. This counts as the ad segment, right? 
Yes. <clears throat> because A plus catering good. and events is the only place you need to go in the tri state area for any of your delicious delicatessen needs. Because it will make your co workers say, Wow, is that an IV drip? No, idiot. It's an individual trip, which I found out last week from Big Brother. That's the sauce. You pull it out and you squirt the sauce. He thought. It I was thought like, this is like some kind of intravenous drip to like where like thing I have. Oh, that egg roll is just going to be so juicy inside because it has that intravenous drip. It's keeping it moist. No, no, it's not it at all. It's just individual sauce. <laughs> they love our ad segments. They do. <laughs> they actually comment on our ad segments and uh, is that they 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 laugh hysterically. <laughs> yeah. Say so, for justice. <coughs> There's a bunch of BDSM jokes in yeah, here. But one thing that is not to be <laughs> choked on is this amazing movie, man. I am 100% down, and just from how you're talking about it, I really hope everybody else sees it the way that I do. And, and, <coughs> and it's just excitement because you can do this well, and I think you have the right view of it, and it just – it just seems like firecrackers going off, you know? It seems like that lightning-in-a-bottle idea that they're going to be, you know, this is going to be the next big thing. Yeah, and we'll, we'll probably do a special. Independent films yeah. have had that history, Clerks. So you take it to an independent film festival in this streaming f- age to where Netflix is tr- desperately trying to grasp on to uh, subscriber submissions. It is completely possible for you to take this to the right place at the right time and then just have that guy come up to you like a fucking you know a cia agent like excuse me the strong grip arm excuse me you need to call this person we want to offer you a deal now there'll be more 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 for you than we like (laughs) (laughs) no but i mean like like for example if if your film does well and that you do get into sundance then it's going to be on the the sundance ifc film app yeah. Which then the totally. exposure will be monumental. Yeah. Totally. And this could always turn into a feature. I mean, it's not, it's, we've, we've thought about that already. It's easier to add pages than delete yeah. them. Correct. In that mindset, I always like to throw out a multiversal question. This blows up. Netflix sees this. They're like, motherfucker, millions of dollars are in your future. You blow up in the film industry. Marvel cars calls you. Disney. We'll leave it that blanket statement. Disney calls you. They say, we want you to take your selection of an IP. My question is Star Wars, Marvel, or even Pixar. What is your first thought of an idea, a premise, a, you know, a character or a plot? Where would you go in Star Wars if you took it? Where would you go in Marvel? So, so- what character would you want? What he's saying, any IP, yeah, and open budget. That's what he's saying. One. Yeah, they have uh, the checkbook. You weren't gonna hit me with this earlier, so I could think about it. <laughs> uh, he, he just I like to slap you over now. the head with it. Yeah. And what if it, I did, can yeah. you combine the two if they own them? Can you go Star Wars into Marvel and somehow they cross? This bro, is fantasy. I'm allowed to do whatever you want, bro. I will pay you to do that. <laughs> I mean, I can't be the first one to have thought of that, but. Seems seems legit. The closest I, mean, I got was Sony. 
I mean, I, I mean, want to see Loki fighting, um, you know, I don't know, Palpatine or some shit. Man, I, I, I want to well, see Sam Jackson be, be Mace Windu. Yeah, and awesome. <laughs> Dude, no, Palpatine Loki would be an all because <laughs> he know, could I'm just a, throw I up those Loki. illusions. That's, that's my guy. Wizards. It's the ultimate battle of wizards. So, Loki, all right. So, if you had one of these new series coming out, which would you want to be attached to? Like, we have Ms. Marvel coming out in June. We have Thor, Love and Thunder coming out in July. After that, we have uh, She-Hulk and then Wakanda Forever. The rest of the Marvel slate, what would you want? Obviously, the the Star Wars uh, would be... Any acting gig in any marvel just to be clear here so i'm not going to diss any of them but uh well that's the reason why i can actually see him being a good that's my political answer my real answer would be uh yeah i want to be in the um the thor universe for sure now do you see yourself as a jedi or a sith obviously he's a sith for sure dude obviously i'm a jedi i'm a nice guy obviously you'll take either acting gig but what would you kelly two minutes for fuck off (laughs) <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Put your fourth wheel on, would you, for once? <laughs> he, he might be the only one that gets that. He's the kind of – we have a rule at the deck where you have to wear four wheels because if you have that piece of metal and you step on someone's arm, yeah. goodbye arm. He's the guy who comes with three wheels every time. Guess what? Mine still has three wheels, the one. 100% it does. I know It that. does. Rebel without a clause, and he's not going platinum. Oh, Rebel Without a Cause. Great movie. Good reference. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Onions, man. Onions. Um, But, I mean, as far as a Star Wars time segment, like, we want you make Marvel, make a Marvel, make a Star Wars movie. Mm. What era do you want? Do you want Old Republic, High Republic, Skywalker Saga, Rey Saga in the future? Darth Revan. No, we're going old school, for mm-hmm. sure. We're going back to the, the, the original trilogy. Ooh. Okay. I want to see uh, Uncle Owen get get a spinoff. <laughs> Moisture yeah. farming. Does that know where Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru come back and they're uh, no? You know what you do? Life. You do that, but like Uncle Owen, life below. You know, <laughs> moisture farming on Tatooine isn't easy. You know, you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff to deal. You got banthas. You got, sand you know, you got sandworms and make it sand dragons. Only his make it a mockumentary. What and you then think you, he does job? And then you, then you got the sand people coming in and they're taking my moisture and you know they're just stealing it out from under me. I love that idea. Oh my god, that's fucking great. I, I would watch that show. Idea. I think you're just humoring me. It's an awful idea. Let's never do that. <laughs> that's so great. Nobody needs to see that. No. I would watch 20 seasons of that show, literally, because I'm watching Life Below. He's a but masochist. What thing people do want to see. <laughs> what what a segue. They are. We try. Uh, so one thing they do want to see the button? is another man's trash, which, of course, is none other than. That was a good segue. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> As my son, when he was like three. Child labor. We have the father's consent. It's cool. What are you drinking there? Ah, we kill yinglings around here. Ah, okay. I'm sorry, younglings. Younglings, order 66. Mm-hmm. Tell, the that, only... tell that to Google and, and your um, 
Alexa. The only podcast it's where funny. you can slaughter younglings and not be looked at crossways. <laughs> Siri will do it too. Uh, it's hilarious. So, <clears throat> one thing I do have is a couple stories. Okay. The Boys, season three. There's a trailer. And we finally get to see uh, Jensen Ackles' Soldier Boy. Not that guy. Yeah, not that guy. Not but the, not the Nintendo feeling. No, Soldier Boy. No, not, not the rapper. Not the rapper. So, the boys in this trailer, we see. A glimpse of Homelander's press tour after the events of season two. He's just a man who fell for the wrong woman. First off, that's not even remotely close. This man has a fetish for milk. And it's unhealthy to where now in this trailer, you actually see him milking a cow. And just from that one glimpse, you know it's wrong. He's enjoying that way too much. Like, the cow... They're supposed to be enjoying that. Homelander right there? No. No. Hold your hand out. No. But in this trailer, they're also saying how he's winning over the fans, and we know they're going into hero-gasm. Okay. Although, end of last season, he was literally coming on the city. Yeah. So, <laughs> very. we got that going for him. Shooting out. So, have you, have you watched The Boys on Amazon? I, if you're asking me, I have not. I have not seen a single Amy, have you watched I, them? I hear good things about it, though. I haven't had time to watch shows. I, I haven't I, seen it either. I'm so behind. See, if there was, especially if you're, like, a fan of superheroes, and if you're just looking for something that you know will be good, it will be surprising. It, you, it will go places that you didn't know, like, in an instant. It's like walking First and all of a sudden reaching a wall. And then seeing a doorway over there. It is very surprising, but it's compelling at the same point. It's to the point to where this is a fucked up show, and you're watching it, and you're saying, that is fucked up, but you can't look away. Like Jensen Eccles, really really U.S. agent and that person. But Billy Butcher getting superpowers this season for 24 hours. So, you know, he had like four of those little jars in there, so he's, he's got a couple days. Okay, you say so. I mean, look, you got four little canisters of superhero powers, and they work for 24 hours. Like, let's just assume you get that same superpower for four chances of 24 hours. Now, you could take that if, you know, you're not trying to save the world. And really, I feel like you could kind of water that down. You know, maybe get mild superpowers and, you know, Last a little bit longer with that? Water I it down. Think that's how it works. Well, you know, add a little water, milk, sugar, a little bit of syrup for good. I, I good love measure. season one and two. Season two was just it it blew it out of the water. But that first <sighs> yeah. season one grabs you because that first like that twenty first minutes. Five minutes. The first five minutes of it yeah. just grabs you and you just want to watch and watch, watch, and watch. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Because I'm the comic nerd. And I saw, oh, this is based off the comics. And then I started reading the comic. But it's not that movie. Comic is far, far more debaucherous. Exactly. But it's not that movie book serum to where, oh, the book was so much better. They're both great. They if both you wanna, have their own little realms. Yeah, if you want to get deeper involved and see a different universe in this 
idea, read the comic. But you can just watch this show and be thoroughly entertained. I highly, I highly recommend this. Dennis. Absolutely, Amy. Have you so, watched this at all? This is a stupid question. It's on. It's on Amazon, though, right? Yes. Correct. All right. I think I can. I think I can. Amazon has those select 50 minutes of your life for, for one hour a week. Look, they have select premises that are really good. This one, Man in the High Castle, the one they canceled. The one that canceled like dickheads is The Tick, because that was fucking great. Tick was great. It was amazing. It was no. an awesome show. Has Amy watched this show? I have not. It is actually on my list to watch. I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's okay. right after she plays Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> she has to 100% Skyrim first. <laughs> we'll see you next year. That's how the boys <laughs> unlocks on our Amazon. You have to 100% Skyrim. <laughs> see you in 10 years. <laughs> I'll find somebody else's Amazon. <laughs> you got to go put Charlie to bed, guys. All, All right. right. Later. All right, Kelly. The boys will premiere. Thanks, Dennis. I'll talk to you yeah. later. Of course. Thank you for having me. There's season three on June 3rd. So this next story is equally exciting because David Tennant and Catherine Tate return to Doctor Who for the 60th anniversary. And this ain't no bullshit. There's, you know, that I'm in an apartment and holy fuck, that's David Tennant, like, photo camera picture of him in the doctor suit and... The TARDIS, his TARDIS. I'm nerding all over this. I love the fact they're bringing David Tennant back off fucking again with the Dr. Donna. Amy, how do you feel about David Tennant coming back? Love David Tennant. He could just and keep coming. Giggity. Yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited. 60th anniversary, which 60 years of any show is amazing. But with Doctor Who, it's all about change, you know, and especially when you have every single person who was a doctor, once they got out of that machine, they're like, it's like double dutch, like, I'll hop in a couple rounds, like, mm, 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 mm. Woo, all right, man, that was fun. I'm going over here to do other shit. And that's where we got him as Crowley, as well as Kilgrave, Kilgrave. like so many good different acting roles. And now he can come back to this with Russell T. Davies. Which, Eccleston and Tennant, that sold me on Doctor Who. Back when it was on Netflix. I'm still going through the back catalog on HBO uh, Max. It's so great. It is good. But the problem that I have is they're course correcting on this. Because with this, we have Jodie Whittaker as the first female doctor. And she didn't get her due service. Spread her wings and act or whatever happened. I thought you were going to go like spread their spread her wings and fly. Like she's an actor; they don't fly; they act. Unless they're on a wire, that would be acting. <laughs> oh my God. Peacock, you gotta let me fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about yeah, the metaphors. Don't fly. They do. They could. They could. You get a running start. You could. <laughs> Two seconds is still in the air. <laughs> so that's where I'm nerdy. I'll just I'll quote movies and then I hope that somebody gets a reference. Yeah, you'll get that around here. Yeah, we, we do that <laughs> a lot. Get that laugh. Um, so Doctor Don is back. 
Essentially, Russell T. Davies is saying it could be a parallel world. It could be a missing story. It could be a dream. It could be a trick. Pretty much he's saying, fuck you. I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs> Watch it, bitch. And you're going to. the same one back. Yeah. 2023, we're going to see the doctor and David Tennant, at least Dr. Donna, supporting Shutigatwa as the next doctor. And he has um, a new, his companion is also called Rose. Okay. I didn't Google how to pronounce her name, so I'm not going to try. But it's looking good. You got your companion. You got your doctor. You got a good showrunner. It's looking like they're going to finally... I'll, you're I'll, going back to a showrunner who actually knows what the fuck they're doing. I'll catch up to you in three years. Maybe four. Five, knowing you. But... Yeah, you're right. We'll have to see if Russell T. Davies can course correct this ship a lot like this podcast. Because the next story is not the ad segment. We already did that. But the Resident Evil trailer. Because they... Are trying to save Netflix. Save Netflix. Well, them and The Witcher and, you know, all the other video game properties that are like, no, we promise we can make you good. (laughs) But Netflix has dropped the first trailer for Resident Evil, um, the forthcoming live-action horror drama, which will be available for streaming July 14th. The video provides us with our first look at the main characters, Billy and Jade Wesker, who seemingly are the subject of their father's experiments for the Umbrella Corporation, where, I don't know, if your dad works for Umbrella Corp, it's kind of like, you remember, um, what is her, Peyton uh, Henentier from Heroes? Yeah, yeah. And her dad was working for the paper company but really he was abducting children with superpowers i kind of get that vibe i don't know do you anytime your dad works for like an evil conglomerate like that like you're just you're asking the right questions in the wrong decade (laughs) (laughs) the complete wrong decade but it also teases the series alternating timelines as it gives us a preview of post-apocalyptic London. Um, it's probably not far off from London now, though. I I mean... Not the, that I've been there. The multiple iterations of, of Resident Evil, I, I don't mind the stories and, and the changing mm-hmm. of, like, of course you have to switch it up, but... What's that Halo thing, a silver timeline, where Master Chief can take his uh, helmet off and have a girlfriend yeah, and fuck, and nobody's going to goddamn raise a right. But we've seen Halo. Like, we haven't seen Halo. We haven't seen Master Chief's dick. Get that on camera, goddammit. Really? Uh, I'm just saying. Leave him in the suit. We didn't need to see his face. That spunk doesn't need to air out. Um, Your point? But Resident Evil's done so many times. In, in both animated video game and, mm-hmm. I mean, the Milja Jovovich movies were were okay for what they were. Yeah, the animated movies were closer to the video game storylines. The Milja Jovovich movies were kind of like, it was that person that's like standing next to the nerds, but they don't want to actually be grouped in with them, but they want to listen to what they're saying. All, all this shit that they're talking about is pretty cool. I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> Here, here's a script. <laughs> That's kind of like with those movies. You were close enough, but no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not with them. I'm not with them. No, it's separate universes. Separate universes. I don't know them at all. Gary, what'd you say? I need to write that down. 
G R E. Okay, okay. Spell infected with T virus. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of premise because we've seen success with Sonic and other Witcher and other video game premises. Dennis, is there a video game idea in your head that you would love to see made live action? Um, how about Frogger? <laughs> That'd be one. Remember the WB Frog, bro? Uh, Tie in. Frog crossing the street all the time, not getting hit. Crossing <laughs> alligators. I see There's got to be some way. Jim Carrey will come in somewhere. Oh. <laughs> He's the alligator. Yeah, of course. Totally. He has to be the alligator. What about you, Amy? Um, I think you asked me this the last time I was on your show. Yeah. And I said that um, <laughs> I didn't know of any off the top of my head. But um, so yeah, time to I prepare. I mentioned The Witcher. Yeah, yeah, The Witcher was really good. Or like Pac Man. Mm. You know what though? Give me Mega Man. Mega Man would be awesome. I play mostly sports games, but I mean, you see those live, yeah, like that's, mutant that's a couple months a year. That, that, that actually happens. You get yeah. your live action every goddamn year, besides twenty twenty. You get your live action. <laughs> Mutant League football. Get me that as a live action. Okay. Hey, man, they're making Toxic <laughs> Avengers. They could save the makeup. Maybe. I don't know how that works, but I imagine they could. Basketball. No. <laughs> but. Did you just go basketball? Oh, yeah. He went there. He went there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> but it's an alternately uh, powering theory you brought up. It's definitely not in the main line. A lot like this next story. Because that, is, that? that is an algae-powered computer that probably can't run Crisis. <laughs> so, it's only getting two frames per second. <laughs> As reported by New Scientist, a team at Cambridge University... The Howl Lab successfully powered a small computer for six months through the energy produced by a colony of photosynthetic allergy. Algae. Not allergy. That's probably a different word. Yeah. There you go. So the researchers created a double A battery sized wow, double A. That's really fucking convenient. Double A size algae powered battery? Damn. And how long was that? Six months. Six months for a double A That's Yeah, it's about the same same time for your it's pretty remotes. nice. Pretty fucking nice, man. I got to tell you, if we're looking at it. I mean, but if you plug, those, if you plug that battery into an Xbox controller, it's done in a week. <laughs> pretty much. So you just need stronger algae. You got to get that algae fucking, man. Photosynthesizing? There you go. Whatever, I'm not a scientist, but... A double-A battery-sized clear plastic <laughs> aluminum enclosed to the housing, uh, uh, the algae, and the aluminum anode. The researchers believe the most likely source of the battery's energy output is its electrons produced by the algae as a byproduct of their regular processes. So it's from algae pooping. Okay. That what you got? That's what I got. No. Okay. The battery was left on a windowsill in a research uh, Paolo Bombelis. Bombelis. I guess that's a franchise. 
uh, from uh, February no, it's to house. August. Oh. It's, it's his house. It's That's his name. I thought that was like an hour Researchers. It's his research. The researchers. It's not a place. It's oh, right. I thought that was like an Olive Garden. <laughs> when By you're there, your family. Ah, it's at a fucking. It's at a foreign. It's obviously at a foreign restaurant. Is where they tried I this out. Yeah. I'm here for the algae and breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Title of the podcast. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it was left on his home, apparently, not an Olive Garden, on his windowsill, <laughs> for from February to August. The energy was used this to power. This is a nice balsamic. <laughs> <laughs> We're like this every week, Dennis. It's okay. They, some call it mental ill. Uh, but it was used to power an ARM Cortex. He's self-diagnosing again. <laughs> M0 Plus processor, a low-powered, highly efficient chip, often used in Internet of Things, in quotes, applications. Yes, that's what your Google You want to IT that? It's what your Google Home, your Alexa uh, devices, all new routers come with an IoT um, network device, so you can plug in those devices that require internet mm. without taking away your, your main bandwidth. Is it compatible with my C-3PO unit? He knows 3,000 calculations. So that's a no. 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 Unfortunately, not calculable to C-3PO units. <laughs> but the processor ran constant calculations to si uh, simulate a normal workload and also record the power output of the algae battery. That's pretty impressive, which gets us closer to more. Look, man, um, if we can, if they can have it to where you have an algae battery pack, right, and say you have that algae battery that's producing this, Content, and you have it in, like, a translucent PC case. Dennis, could you imagine running an entire crew on a sustainable uh, battery or, like, or energy uh, output? Like an algae battery? So you don't have to connect to or have a generator or anything like that? That would definitely help. Sure. I'll try anything once. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just an algae thing the size of the Chrysler <laughs> building. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't have that annoying hum in the background that you have no, to cut out and post. No, Big Brother, that's an M. Like Shyamalan movie. It may become sentient and kill us all, you know, but you know, it's not exposed to radiation, right? No, that's where Yet. you get into the horror movie vibe. Yeah, yeah, right, whatever. The algae battery then decides to try and kill you because it then infects your electric hardware because then it grows bacteria, which inc uh, increases the resistance in the wires, which then allows it to become sentient among the world. And now an algae has controlled the globe. And that's how we get to the Matrix. And then they go to uh, PJ Andy. <laughs> if I were to design that evil, dastardly plan, that's what I would do. Because we end off this podcast the same goddamn way every single week with a thought experiment, as I call it, which is the end segment. And this one is what non-Star Wars characters would you like to see in that universe and why? Hmm. My first one. I'm probably going to say Master Chief as a general in the Clone War army. I think Rex would have learned a lot off of Master Chief. And they would have bashed those Separatist droids, and Palpatine would have had to think of something else. 
I would say Commander Shepard. Mm. You you pose in Commander Shepard against my Master Chief? Yes, because he actually died and came back. Yeah. Well, Master Chief, you know, he just got the job done. He didn't have to die. He didn't have to make that sacrifice play. He was smart. Fucking military tactician, sir. <laughs> I'm sensing a lot okay. of hostility today. Yeah. Goddamn Master Chief! No, yeah. but um, I I like the Master Shepherd. Uh, Master Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy, what we do you blend think? our ideas? Pick a character. I'm. I honestly don't know. Would you see Sonic as a Jedi or a Sith? Who? Sonic. He's a hedgehog. He runs. He's really um, fast. <laughs> kind of see that Bigger running as Jim aggression. I mm, honestly, I kind of see him more as a Sith. Yeah, how do you see? I'm, how do you I'm see Geralt from Witcher? Sonic Bro, fan. those quills—they are sharp. Yeah, and that is a giant hedgehog. Those quills can kill. I've done it oh. in video game form, not with an actual hedgehog, life size. All right, Dennis, you. Oh God, I was hoping you wouldn't come to me again. Um, what are we talking here? Another character not in Star Wars. Any kind of fictional in character. Star Wars. And but you see them in Star Wars. Like saying mm. uh Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. He'd probably <laughs> be working in a cantina. Yeah. Both of them would. I see them totally in a cantina on most Espa. You like I don't like you. Well, that's good. <laughs> he doesn't like you either. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Um, no, no, but like Predator, he would be good. Mm. He'd be the best bounty hunter in the fucking galaxy. That would be good. I mean, he can go camo, and he has thermal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wario. Mando has thermal too, so it's not like that's special. Wario, mm. Forrest Gump. That's my answer. Ooh, Gump. I mean, he's that already got boy, super that speed. That boy can run. He's a courier. <laughs> he runs messages between <laughs> moisture farmers. Bomb. He does it all. Yeah, he's done everything. Dude. I see him you as see a Jedi. Jedi. You see, you see Forrest Gump running the pod race. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> You're missing a racer. He just runs it. Forrest Gump is the greatest Jedi of all. Oh, for okay? sure. Because first off. He had the forethought to run a shrimp empire, okay? He survived Vietnam, so obviously the force was with him, okay? He, uh, well, Jenny, I mean, you know, the force works, works in mysterious ways. He met a couple presidents. That's the force. Forrest Gump was a fucking Jedi. Yeah. See? Good answer. Finally, I've done something well here. Yeah, you did the, <laughs> the whole thing well, just like. Hang on. There we go. Just like hopping over here to PJ Andy with W. Oh, no, well, no. Were, oh, you were going for his we've movie. Already, we've already Another Man's that. Trash. Yeah, we already yeah, went no, back we'll to our plug the, website. Uh, the, the guests. Yeah, we'll pr- plug <laughs> his website. We'll plug it for a while in a couple shows. Absolutely. I'm going to have this in a bunch until you goddamn get an uh, Oscar Academy Award. That's the same thing. Um, when do you expect a release? 
Um, like estimated time? We well, uh, we want to have it finished by September because a lot of the festivals cutoff dates start happening around October. Okay. Uh, festivals go on all year long. There's so many, so it, it doesn't really. We we really want to hit the Sundance Tribeca cycle. So yeah. that that would be our number one goal. So, so September, as long October, as we get November. it done by September, I think is the is the last um, is the cutoff. So I mean, those are the big uh, ones, though. Yeah, look, there's I mean, there's uh, South by Southwest, Austin. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. great one in L.A. There's Palm Springs. There's uh, God. There's so many. I mean, even Philadelphia has a local international one. But um, we'll we'll take. Listen, I'll get into as many as I could possibly get into. Once it does oh, the festival circuit, we can then start putting it up on streaming. Um, you know, dollar ninety nine to rent it or something simple, just for anybody yeah. wants to check it out but uh we're not looking to make money on this this is just a passion project yeah and hopefully doing something really well Amy, is and, there, um, um, and helping people so well not that also another uh we've actually had a close friend of mine but actor um on this podcast and i know if you have any pro- future projects and you need a guy i fucking know a guy and I'd be glad to hook him up with you. He's a really great guy, Tony Brown. He was uh, we recently plugged him in this podcast a uh, couple, uh, well, yeah, last year for Drown the Clown. Yeah, and that came out on Amazon. Um, really do- good dude. He's been he was the uh, the dude for the lottery. If you ever drive drove down ninety five and you saw the one guy with the lottery ticket, like hey, with the thumbs up, that was him. And he's in the he's in a whole bunch of shit. And Tony Brown, I'd love to hook it, hook him up with you for any kind I, of like problem. I'd be surprised if I've never stuff. met him, at least by you know maybe the name is escaping me. But I, in Philadelphia, I've probably met. That's oh, really generic. Everybody, yeah. but uh, you're saying he did a PA lottery commercial? Yeah, yeah. PA lottery commercial. With he was dust, in dust uh, the Groundhog. He was in Law Abiding Citizen. He was an extra in Law Abiding ah. Citizen in the scene with uh, Jamie Fox and the old DA. He was sitting next to Jamie Foxx's assistant, the girl who blew up. He was <laughs> okay. he was the guy next to her. And he didn't so, blow up though. No, he didn't blow up. He didn't blow Damn up. Damn it! Not yet. <laughs> that would yet, yet. Um, but nah, man, it's a lot of great stuff, and especially when you look at you know nerddom and film and podcasting and everything in media. It's great to be interconnected and to push everybody's stuff and connect all out there because it gets everybody your amazing idea and your project. And I, I we're going to continue to talk about it because it's a great idea. You're a local dude. You're a bajanger in and of himself. And uh, we love that we had you on. We very greatly appreciate you for being here today. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. I mean, this was, uh, this was fun. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, this was great, man. I really appreciate it. Are you, you um, when's the, yeah, when's the next time you're going to be in the area? Or are you, when's the next time you're going to be in the Philly, Delco area, except for, like, I, No, I live in Delco. Okay, and then, um. He lives and breathes it, man. I'm Delco. You can't Here. leave. <laughs> I was born into it. I tried. Molded right by back. it. Okay, um. July 16th, I'm doing an event for um, American Championship Pro Wrestling and doing a ring announcing for them as well as doing some creative content for them. I know what you're um, thinking, you sly fucker. Um, you're more than welcome to come. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. What, uh, yeah, keep yeah. me posted. Will do. Obviously, um, when it gets Great. closer. Absolutely. Madman, yeah, old man, and Dennis, we're all going to have autograph signings. Um, Dennis will probably <laughs> be a lot more popular than us. Ours are selling for half a peso. 
And anybody who donates, by the way, I can throw them into the lottery for a Lego Seinfeld set, by the way, that will be signed by John O'Hurley. Fucking right. Oh, so I'm going to take this to set, have them sign it, and then um, people who have already donated, um, I'm going to put their name in a hat. He'll pick it, right, and he'll, uh, he'll sign gotta, it, and we'll give it away. we got to pull together for Pajangers. When, you, when you're ready to raffle it off, we can raffle it off live for you. All right, you had a separate idea. Concept. I don't know if we can pull that off in the short time, but I, it's a, I'm curious. I had a completely separate thought. I thought we could all pool our money together and donate the most, so that way we'd have the best possibilities for winning that <laughs> Seinfeld set. At that point, you might even just want to buy it. It's 80 bucks at Target. <laughs> like, I, I don't want you going nuts here. On that bombshell. Although it's autographed, <laughs> you cannot buy that at Target. No, you Exactly! Can't. You keep the box and you set it right in front of it and you're, you're behind it and you're like, look, I assembled that and it's signed. Oh, yeah. Right. And then you get the rest That's, of the surviving members to sign besides, you know, I mean, you might want Kramer's autograph. That's where my nerdom is, really. If you guys ever talk Lego, I'm your guy. I'll come back on. Oh, I got something okay. for you then. <laughs> he knows an actual Lego. Oh, <laughs> he's plastic. <laughs> He's only so tall. It's a, it's a syndrome. <laughs> All right, short stuff. Stop it. But we end off this podcast with thank yous. Obviously, we thank you, Dennis. We thank you, William Unstetter, Moisel Robinson, Mark Gervais, Amanda Cabrera, and you, Loyal Walljanger, for obviously supporting the podcast. We want you to support another man's trash and make this film the biggest thing in 2022 because it deserves to be, man. It's a great premise. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, big, uh, big brother and old man for popping on. And of course, this is none other than a long drawn out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matt man. And to my left, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man. We have Amy, no nickname needed. We had our iron Kelly. We have Dennis. We'll think of a nickname later. That's a great one. But we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Super crazy. Oh, no. Oh, no, Linky. We're going to end it. Oh, no, Linky. Super crazy. Oh, God. All right, bye-bye. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. Thank you, Dennis. Um, can't say um, shows enough. ever, dude. We I appreciate your barking. It really helped. It sells the ending, but it's time to stop. Uh, put all put all your information as well. Uh, anything else you need to plug? Dates? Any upcoming dates that you need? Yeah, you know, we got you. Sure. Thank you guys. I really appreciate this. This was fun. Yeah, I'm 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 getting embedded into the wrestling community, and they they talk and intermingle with each other. So I'll push your information with them as well. And uh, don't mind me. I can't help but show my wiener. This is the guy who was barking. Link, Diablo, hero time. All right, he wants to get down. Nah, he's fine. I hold him like a person. Okay. There goes my dog upstairs running around like a nut. (laughs) (laughs) I hear the calls. That's awesome. I know the the sound. Like that. But he's an acrobat. All right, well, but thank you for joining, man. I really appreciate yeah, thanks, it, man. Guys. Anytime um, you want to come back on, just reach out. We'll we'll, uh, we'll be happy to have you. Any new projects and, um, when it hits streaming? I mean, if you just even think of a good idea, 
pop on. And it can't say yeah. to the quality of character that, that you wanted to bring this story out and bring it to light. So appreciate it. You, Thank it, you. And it brings. Thank you, guys. It's Next everything. time you see me, I'll be clean shaved and everything. So, <laughs> Amy, you were uh, you were a mouthful today, so I appreciate you. <laughs> As always, <laughs> Amy, if you could talk a little less. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got that problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you both. Have a good night. All right, guys. Bye bye. Take care. Thank you. So, end credits. Where this week we're probably going to get to a lot more of the stories while we're waiting for people to join um, that we normally wouldn't. So I have the stories for the end credits in front of us, and we can just kind of discuss. Because um, the first one. So, normal talking on my side is good. How is yours? I think I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. We're good around half level, but if we bump it up a little bit, we should be nice. Um, that should be around there. We'll move that. And we'll keep that around there and then look, move that around. Um, I need a story. See me recording this podcast. So, I was rather surprised and excited that Kelly knew an actor. Yeah. And, and he, n n well, the slight burn right there, but, and that he never told us, like, anything about to, it. No, he likes to keep his stuff to himself like us. Yeah. Yeah. So, our first story is the breaking news. Do, 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 do. That is, they dropped a She-Hulk trailer. And it's the first in the live stream. Oh, you got to. So, they have um, the xenophobe. <coughs> Until we get some people. Um, She-Hulk dropped the trailer. And we see here in the footage, it's Bruce Banner pretty much talking about the next generation of heroes. And she's just like, ah, you know, I never wanted to be this hero. And, you know, he's like, guess what? Comes with the family, Junior. Oh, good. He paused it. <laughs> oh, cool. We'll just edit that out. Snags are supposed to pop up for us. Because it should just be a free account for Zoom. 
and you just log in. Turn your mic off because I thought you were going to call me. Well, first off, I need uh, silence all cell phones. What do you think about the Bill Burr thing I put in chat? Because uh, we're definitely going to that. Um, it's like September 17th or something. What, what date does that fall on? I don't, I don't care. It's probably a weekend. Bill fucking Burr. He's in Philly one day. And when Tommy Buns comes in town, guess what? We're going to see him, too. Because he's coming everywhere. Yeah. That's cool. I'd love, I love, I, I would like to see Tommy do movies. Oh, there we go. Now people can hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. I can, and with your voice, I can actually crank this volume all the fucking way up to, so that people can hear you. Because you always have that Nadav kind of level. I, they don't need to hear. I don't have that much to say. Okay. So I'll just leave you at that Nadav level then. I'm, I'm fine in the background. Okay. There we go. <coughs> but um, you're ITing? I'm ITing. All right, fuck it. We'll keep going. So, with this trailer, I love it. Yeah, let's start over. Yeah, start it over. Oh, we can start it at the same time. Hang on. Ready? I already started. Ah, that's fine. Eh, there we go. About the same. Eh, about the same. All right, this has been brought to you by... <laughs> For Jaggers. We're going to keep watching the same thing over and over, but... Tatiana Maslany, she is looking good as She-Hulk because they show her actually as She-Hulk, Big Brother, and I want you to look at the She-Hulk face, and we see Tim Roth there. Loved him in Lie to Me, and he was great as the abomination and the protagonist in the um, original Incredible Hulk. I love with uh, Ed Norton. Loved that. It was great. Um, and then we see here he's experimenting. Of course, how else do you dis? How else are you going to throw her in that Hulk state if you don't have like seventeen circular saws throwing at her face? Yeah. And here they're asking for the She Hulk. She's become an overnight success. And here we see her, and here they're commenting about her ass. Um, but I gotta tell you, I really fucking love She Hulk. And they're saying, "Oh, you could become an Avenger." She's like, "Oh, I'm not really a superhero, but you just jumped." A fucking mile with the Hulk. So, I see a lot more development with the Hulk's character, which I'm very down for. That's one of the best things that I loved about Thor Ragnarok is that we actually saw Hulk. Because now, with Spider-Man No Way Home, there's that panel that's going around to where Hulk remembers that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And Parker has this moment where he's like, hang on, wait a minute, what? You know my name? And we can have that in live action, which is another little nice little flavor onto the MCU. A lot like what we're doing. Um, oh, yeah, it just keeps going on to different shit. So, you know, just ignore that. But I'm really loving what the MCU is doing because She-Hulk is after Thor Ragnarok. There's no one there. 
No. It's right here. I mean, we are in the Zoom. We we're our, we're very professional. I don't know what they're just so judgy, Jason, about. We're professional AF. I did admit someone that. Hey, there he is. And we can hide ourselves so we're not incepting the podcast. Wow, that made very little sense. Excellent. I hope that helped, Dennis. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. All right. Callie is uh, finishing dinner. And then he's going to be on. Who's finishing dinner? Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So he has a stand-in um, yeah. graphic there? Yes. Uh, the, we created – it's one of many, actually, which I do have over to the side. So uh, the highlight of the story, like he kept on canceling on us. So I reached out to my buddy who created what do you four – mean He still keeps canceling on us. He created so. four cardboard cutouts of Kelly – we trolled his Facebook and grabbed pictures of our fa- our favorite is our cardboard Kelly. And there then we have uh one milk stash Kelly. Foam hmm. face. Foam face Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave them down there for future reference. It's definitely really? time to bring out our cackle of Kelly's. Yes. So we have a full cackle that we made and it's podcast number one forty six. Yeah, one forty six. Um, we had created this dastardly plan to where I went and picked up the cackle from his house. Which uh, I lived like three blocks away. Exactly. So easy A to B. All right. I'm on my way home from work. I go to the, his house. I grab the cackle. We have a nice one, one, and th- uh, one and two banter. I proceed to drive. I have the entire cackle right next to me on my passenger seat. So this one in front. Right in front. Right in front. So – on my way, which ended up being six blocks. So, on my six-block journey back to my house, all of my neighbors decided that it was time to stand outside and stare at the weirdo like I'm the weirdo with multiple cardboard cutouts of the same person on his passenger seat. (laughs) They tended to stare, to say the least. When you have this friendly face sitting right next to you, I mean, how could you not? Uh, I think I've seen enough of that in my (laughs) lifetime. (laughs) I imagine. So you know our cardboard Kellys. (laughs) Oh, wow. He looks like... um, uh, Sloth Kelly. Austin Powers for fat. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't bring this one out. The Irish guy, Scottish guy, the fat guy. Fat bastard. Fat, fat bastard. bastard. Fat bastard. Yeah. So I mean, we have this nice relationship with Kelly, and you're involved in the hockey with him. I am correct. We're not live yet, are we? No, we're not. Nah. This we're is the end credits. Shit, this dude. is the best part. It's where yeah. we already no, talked I, about the She-Hulk trailer been, just dropped. Um, I've been playing and refereeing uh, for a while up at the uh, Springfield Desk. It's in Swarthmore, but it's Springfield mm-hmm. Desk. And, uh, yeah, Kelly has been uh, many a times in the penalty box for my whistle. I'm and, just telling you, uh, 
we've been doing this shit for three fucking years, and he, this is he spent more time with you than he has with us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what we're trying for. Well, uh, there's two of you. Yeah. Well, that, but there's also the fact that Kelly never mentioned to us that he had an actor friend. <laughs> like he yeah, mentioned the game developer friend a while ago. Well, it was it, it was kind of random that he had this. Um, production company if you will right so it's like Popped five years ago that he first mentioned it to me and uh i don't remember what we were supposed to do he wanted to shoot something for me before in the movie but uh mm-hmm. here i am well i wasn't i was in la for like four years so we haven't i haven't really been back in this area to speak with kelly about much but uh but yeah no i'm excited to be on and then share share a little bit about the film and uh whatever you guys want to talk about i'll be here I'm really stoked for this, man, because... I feel like I'm a little bit delayed. Am I delayed? No, no, you're not. No. Um, I'm and really... I'm second behind. I'm really impressed. M- Welcome, Amy. I love the Van Gogh. <laughs> Thank you. Amy, no nickname needed. One of our ultimate Purge Anglers. Um, Hi, Amy. And I guess Hi. we should start off this with the... Tri- we are Purge Anglers and Wall Hangers. Wall Hangers, everybody knows that that term. Purjangers is a new word that probably nobody has ever heard before us because he made it up. Um, that, that, that's marketing 101. When you make up a word and you Google, Google it, it's the only thing that shows up. Yeah. So when you d- Google Purjangers, it's just us. Hashtag Purjangers Purjanging came from our wonderful woman, Katarine Primascara. And Purjangers, we ended up with her developing a definition for the word. That we made up. Because all words are made up words, so we might as well define it and get it into Webster's. But a perjanger is a person or group that love and slash or infatuated with nerdy and geek culture. And that's great because you can be a nerd or a geek about anything. We've had music nerds with um, the ultimate uh, memoirs of a roadie, Axel drank rosé. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it was yeah, a long yeah. fucking title. Yeah. But <coughs> Jake, no. And we had Jake uh, from uh, the ACBW. We've had a lot of different kind of nerds, wrestling nerds, music nerds, yep. film nerds. We've had, um, oh. Um, Lisa. Lisa, yes. You knew her. Lisa Wilcox. Lisa Wilcox from the. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank you. My brain farts go right into his head. It sounded dirtier than I wanted. Thought that you're not going to be able to shake. Don't, 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 don't. Move on. But (laughs) (laughs) so we have. This isn't D and D. This isn't gold, gold first edition D and D. No stinking cloud here. Thank you very much. But level one spell. We can move on in the end credits to this one story I did want to highlight, especially since you did mention in the chat. That you're a Star Wars nerd, which is... I mean, probably not as much. I don't know how much, uh, what I'm dealing with with you guys, but I, I I know my fair share of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, stuff like that. Have you checked out The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett? I watched, no. Well, I watched the first two of Boba Fett. Okay. I've not gotten too into it, to be honest. I watched all of The Mandalorian. Then you not have not, seen this crazy director... It. Of Bryce Dallas Howard, the of episode uh, to where he finds uh, uh, Cara, Cara, Dune. Cara, Dune. Cara Dune. That episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, Ron Howard's yeah. daughter. 
And every episode she did of Mandalorian was spot on. I loved it. It was beautifully done. Now, with John Watts stepping away from Fantastic Four, because he wants a break from superhero films, which is understandable. Kelly's coming in. Admit our Iron Kelly. We started off just calling him Our Kelly, but he had a problem. So we now call him Our Iron Kelly to smooth it over. Um, Tank top and everything ready to go. Yeah, <coughs> got the beater on. Oh, yeah. That's Our Iron Kelly, the masculine man that, that he is. Looks like he's about to bite into a manage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like you're whispering something into your ear. <coughs> <laughs> so, whisper knowledge into your past self. <laughs> Tell you yourself go. something. There you are. The light of our podcast, which is so fitting. But Bryce Dallas Howard, not only is she set to direct the movie, she's also set to play Sue Storm. Okay. Against I'll John I'll Krasinski. That's the rumor. I'm down with that. I'll allow it. Because she played Gwen Stacy back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, give me Spider-Man a 3. I make a coffee real quick. Yeah. I can't do it, so I'll call. I understand. <laughs> Sometimes you what need What was coffee. that death match going on in the background? <laughs> was that I'm just What was that in the background? Charlie's no, watching no. Happy Feet. <laughs> happy Feet. Okay. All right. We'll just Everybody remembers the Happy Feet death match. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something, me, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> So the other thing I had in the Bajanga folder is uh, Walken over because Christopher Walken is cast in the Dawn sequel <laughs> as Emperor Shaddam the Fourth. Tell him about the tooth fairy. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, what is it? It's the one with the rock. The rock. Seriously? It's the rundown. Run the, the rundown. rundown. You gotta. You gotta give yourself the a rock treat. and Christopher Walken, man. That scene with Christopher Walken, <laughs> where he's trying when a rapper wants a new shiny new tooth. <laughs> I fucking love that. Um, All right, well, but um, <laughs> no, he scared you away there. <laughs> he's like, well, he scared you away. I'm like, that's oh, it. We're gonna, he's like, we're going into bad walking impressions. <laughs> Cue up the fat boy Slim. <laughs> so that's pretty much he's the guy that sent the heart of the house of trades to the uh, you know desert planet because he said fuck you guys so you know you're gonna see him in the next movie all right another thing big brother pull up live folder the third article down because this is something we want on the back screen behind us i know multiple different things Yeah, you have to multitask, I know. Hit that demo, because there's been a lot of Unreal 5 engine footage that's been put out there. Of course. Um, Unreal 5 engine, and they're adapting of light, different mechanics. It's been adapted in multiple different things, but now Skyrim's Riverwood has never looked so real with this rendering. It is from environment artist Christian Gom with, uh, you're going to say that man, because I'm not murdering that, that game man. company. Micro? There you go. Games. And 
has made an impressive mic uh, mic up. Gene's <laughs> still, but mock everybody, up. if you have if you have never played Skyrim, this is you. It would be something to be like, Where oh my god, this is so great. But you've played it on your rock, you've played it on your fridge, and now I gotta tell you how much you wanna bet in the future there's gonna be an Unreal 5 remake of Skyrim just so they can beat that dead horse one last time. Amy, tell me I'm wrong. I have never played Skyrim. Wow! (laughs) We found one! (laughs) The one and only person. Yeah, I'm the holdout. Has your husband, though? Mm, I think he... I think he has, but I don't think he really cared for it too much. Oh, so he Matt-manned that shit. He just kind of, like, played a little bit of it, and he was like, oh, that was good, and then just <laughs> went about his day. I guarantee you, he probably paid to played to a portion to where he got a sizable chunk done in the story of what he was trying to do, and then forgot to save. And then he went back to, like, 17,000 hours ago and said, you know what? Yeah. Fuck that game. <laughs> No, I'm done. That's I'm what done. I did. So that sounds like experience talking right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it looks better with this. Our Iron Kelly, what do you think of the Unreal 5 engine Riverwood? He has no handlebars. He rides his bike with no handlebars as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelly, what do you think of the Unreal 5 engine r- Riverwood right here with Skyrim? Uh... First time I saw it, um, looks good. I mean, it's kind of choppy up because I can't really. Do you see it on the? Right, do you see it coming to a fridge near you? I'm so tired of Skyrim though, because it's like on, yeah. you can play Skyrim on your fridge, you can play Skyrim on the wall, you can play Skyrim give everywhere. Us, God, there's an echo in here. <laughs> you know, if you attended the podcast, but we. Also, start off this podcast, well, end off this end credit podcast the same way, with, of course, you hitting that subscribe button right there, right above my head. Well, that's going to be the very best Purge Angers and Wall Hangers video for you. And right above the old man's head, that's going to be every single Triforce podcast in a convenient playlist. And, of course... Right down below, you're going to like, comment, subscribe, but it does not end until our main man, Connor, says, Bye-bye.